Hi everyone, it's Rachel and Jen. We just wanted to quickly interject that even though we do say that our name is It's No Citizen Kane, we have actually since changed our name. Our name is no longer It's No Citizen Kane. We are now One Person's Trash is Our Treasure, aka Optiot, O-P-T-I-O-T. So now for our social media, you can find us on One Person's Trash is Our Treasure.com. Or you can find us on Twitter at Optiot, that's O-P-T-I-O-T, and we're also on Instagram at Optiot Pod. Yeah, so that's all. Back to the show. Hey, this is our podcast, It's No Citizen Kane. I'm Rachel. I'm Jen. And today we're going to talk about Harlots, a really great Hulu original show that Jen and I feel hasn't really been getting a ton of attention. Yeah, I haven't really seen it talked about anywhere. Yeah, me either. And normally when we consider things to talk about for the podcast, it's, you know, things that maybe aren't considered very high in quality. Mm -hmm. Harlots is very high quality, both in the story, the acting, the production, everything. Yeah. But... We just feel that it's really not getting a ton of attention. Yeah, I I feel like I should be seeing it more. People should be talking about it more. Yeah, Yeah, so uh, we really hope you'll enjoy our discussion. And if you do, please check us out at itsnocitizenkane.com. It's our website where we post blog posts and podcast episodes. Mm -hmm. And you can also read about our story, our mission, why we do what we do, things like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, We're very passionate about this show, so the first half will be spoiler-free. Yes. So we really hope that you'll go check the show out and hopefully come back and listen to the second half of the show, which will be just buried in spoilers. Yeah. Lots of spoilers. Yeah. So there you go. Hope you enjoy. Yay! So we just watched the season finale of Harlots. Uh, Rachel and I adore this show. Harlots is a show on Hulu, Mm -hmm. exclusively on Hulu, in America at least. The show came out in March, late March, and um, from the second I saw the first teaser trailer for it, (laughs) I instantly knew I wanted to watch it, because Harlots is a period drama set in um, around 1750, I believe it was. And it's about two rival brothel owners at a time when, uh, I believe in the first episode, it says one in five women make their living selling sex. Yeah. Which is 20% of women. You know, like, that's an insane statistic. But all of the pieces of this show are catnip to Rachel. Yeah, I'm I'm really into whores period pieces historical stuff historical stuff like women anything about like centered around women i'm all about that plus you know costume porn absolutely so um i started watching the show and i became aware really really quickly that this was not just your typical period drama about like political intrigues this is a show about women, plain and simple. Mm-hmm. And um, I kind of started telling Jen that she should watch it. And to my delight, <laughs> she indulged me. I remember I saw the promotional image for Harlots on the front page of Hulu before you told me to watch it. And I just kind of went right past it. I was like, eh, I don't really know what I 
thought it was. I think I might have thought it was like a comedy Mm -hmm. and like maybe kind of like a crass one because the aesthetic for the show is very like punk. And so they're all in like bright, hot pink, big period dresses. A couple of them have the wigs on and everything. After having seen the show, I understand that promotional image. But before watching it, I didn't know the show was going to be what it was. So before we go any further, um, first of all, I'd like to say that the show is a big trigger warning. Yes. There are, without getting giving any spoilers away, there is sex trafficking going on. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a show about prostitution and mm-hmm. women who are not entirely down <laughs> with the with the act of pros- prostitution who are mm-hmm. prostitutes. You should know that going in, that it might not be for you, mm-hmm. but Jen and I are going to talk about it. And um, uh, having said that, um, we're really passionate about this show. Yes. We love it so much, and we think it's amazing, and um, we both find it very refreshing for reasons that we will definitely go into. So the first half of this, we're going to keep it spoiler-free. We're going to kind of give the setup. Then we will declare when we are going to start getting into spoilery territory. Yes. And um, if you are intrigued by the show, which we really hope you will be, it's a great show. Give it a try. You can pause us. We we won't mind. Come back to us later. Yeah. We will let you know before we start going into spoilers. There will be a spoiler warning. Yeah. Okay. So in the show Harlots, the two rival brothels are uh, run by these two women. Uh, There's Mrs. Quigley, who is the more high-end brothel that seems to be uh, more socially accepted. Um, And then there's the kind of downtown brothel (laughs) run by Margaret Wells. Yeah, so basically Mrs. Quigley is getting the dukes and the counts Mm -hmm. and the the lords, Mm -hmm. and Mrs. Wells, Margaret Wells, is getting the foot soldiers, Mm -hmm. you know, the the laborers, you know. Yeah, and their their girls are very different. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Quigley says she only accepts the best, the most ladies. Cultures, the ladies. Mm-hmm. Margaret Wells, <laughs> her her girls have character. Yeah, not that Mrs. Quigley's don't though. No, no, yeah. no, no, they do. Yeah, they do. Uh, it's just that uh, Mrs. Quigley does not allow them to show it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they are uh, stuck in this rivalry, mm-hmm. and there is a lot of tension there. Um, and, uh, but the show, the show really focuses, uh, I mean, as you can tell, Mrs. Quigley is set up to be the villain of the series. So the show really focuses on the Wells house mm-hmm. and how, how they're run. Mrs. Wells has two daughters, the older daughter, Charlotte, and the younger daughter, Lucy. Now, Charlotte is an angel. Yes. If you are into period dramas and you have seen Downton Abbey, uh, it's actually the same actress who played Sybil who is the youngest daughter on Downton Abbey. I didn't know Jen was going to love Charlotte as much as she ended up loving her. I loved her, and I, I mentioned it to Jen. How do you not love Charlotte? So the the, the background to Charlotte is that um, Margaret Wells, the low-end brothel owner, she has this philosophy that a woman's only power in the world they live in is money. And she believes that marriage is slavery, basically, and that in a in a weird kind of way, being a whore is kind of a means to freedom because it allows a woman to make money that a respectable woman, with quotations, couldn't possibly make because there's a lot of money in sex. So she fully intends that her daughters will follow in her footsteps 
and be whores. Now, Charlotte, the older daughter, whom we love, she is great at being a whore. She um, is the queen of pretend, as she refers to herself. And uh, I love her so much. Oh, my God. Yeah. Everyone, she is, she's very notorious for being, like, the best harlot mm-hmm. in, in town. Yeah. And she has a patron. <laughs> a, you know, like, she is the mistress of a lord, Sir George. Oh, Sir George. (laughs) (laughs) Sir George. Now, the other daughter, Lucy, Mm -hmm. when the show begins, she is a virgin. And they never actually state her age, I don't think. No, I don't think they do. But as the show went on, I started to realize, I think she's supposed to be, like, 15. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Great. Good. Yeah. Like, I think we're supposed to get the idea that she's super young. Yeah. I mean, I can see that. It's just that the actress doesn't look... Yeah. Not that obviously. she looks old. <laughs> yeah, no, no. She just doesn't look 15, which is, like, good. You don't want a 15-year-old playing this role. Yeah, for real. The overall concept is that Mrs. Wells had already sold Charlotte when she was 12, we learn in episode one. Yeah. My fucking daughter. Yeah, she sold Charlotte's virginity to the highest bidder when she was 12, and Charlotte has been a uh, protege ever since. But Charlotte, you know, she's like 20, so she's obviously old. <laughs> they they kind of start to refer to her as like being burnt out. Is that, That's not the wording they use. No, but like um, like yeah. used and like old. And yeah, there's definitely really a weird. mention of her. Okay, losing, Past her prime. Yeah, losing her sheen. Is that Yeah, like yeah. something to that effect. It's really disgusting. It's super fucking gross. But Lucy. As a lot of the themes in this show are. But it's. It's so difficult to explain. It's about really difficult subject matter, but the show handles it in such a refreshing and great way. Yeah, like, there probably isn't a single episode that doesn't pass the Bechdel test within the first five minutes. Absolutely. So Lucy, Lucy's kind of the, the shining star, you know, like, everyone thinks, like, oh, Charlotte's passed her prime. Charlotte's had her moment in the spotlight. It's time for Lucy's. So that's kind of the setup. But the show deals with more than just the the, the two daughters and their journeys. It, it's also about these women in general. Yeah. You know. And there are a lot of side characters with a lot of interesting stories. Yeah, that, that get great attention. Yeah. You know, I don't think there's a single side story or single uh, minor character who didn't have something that made them stand like, out. Stand out. Yeah. yeah. For example, there is one whore in Margaret Wells' brothel. Remember, she is the low-end bod. Uh, one of her whores is named Fanny, and she is a plus-sized girl, mm-hmm. and um, and she is delightful. She's, she's lovely. She's so funny, and... She's like the sun. She's so bright and oh, charming and bubbly. Yeah, and, and the show starts out with the women reading this review, basically. This, like, yeah. this book of reviews that someone had written about all the whores in London. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. I almost forgot about that. <laughs> and, um, it, it's just, like, Fanny's mentions that, like, she's super great, except when it's hot out, because she gets sweaty <laughs> yeah. or something. Like, but they're, And they're all, like, being competitive with each other when they're yeah. reading it. It's very cute. Yeah, it, but, like, in a, in a friendly way. Mm-hmm. Mostly. Yeah, mostly. And then there's a character, Emily Lacey, who works for Mrs. Wells, and she she is her nickname is the Duchess of Quim. Without spoilers, how do you feel about Emily Lacey? Very conflicted. Me too. But the way I would say it, without spoilers, is that I did not like her in the beginning. 
I did not like her attitude. Yes. But by the end of the show, she really grew on me. I agree with your first statement that, <laughs> that you didn't like her in the beginning. I felt like I liked her in the middle, and then it kind of stayed at, like, she's okay. You know? I don't, I certainly don't love her as much as Charlotte, and she's not one of my, like, if I gave you my top five, they wouldn't involve her. Yeah. But, um, I did end up liking her way more than I thought I would. So, another really interesting thing that the show addresses, considering that this is set in London in 1750 Mm -hmm. it deals with racism and slavery Mm -hmm. and when you think black slavery you pretty much think america you know (laughs) you think of the american slave trade but uh what i think a lot of people don't realize is that british lords owned estates in the west indies and they were contributing just as much during this time to the slave trade and the american revolution hadn't even happened yet Mm-hmm. That's insane to think about, you know, yeah. with the show. Like, America didn't exist. Well, the United States didn't exist. It was yeah. it was still the 13 colonies, mm-hmm. you know. But the show deals with, like, racism because Margaret Wells is in a... They're in a long-term relationship. Yes, they are, they are together. Yeah. You know. A lot of people refer to him as her brute. Yeah. Like, as if, as if she, like, owns him mm-hmm. or employs him even. Because in a lot of ways, he's kind of like the muscle. What's interesting is even though she is a woman in a position of relative power, Mm -hmm. she still does need a man sometimes. You know, like when you're dealing with other men, it probably wouldn't hurt to have like a big brawny man around Mm -hmm. to make sure that they're not going to cause trouble. Yeah. But um, there's him and he gets a lot of crap and he talks about how he gets a lot of crap. Mm -hmm. They have a child together, a son. But there's also another character, a woman, a freed slave. She has two children. And she's she's from America. She's from America. Yeah. It's really, really interesting. It's super interesting. So um, I really like her a lot. Yeah. Along with, like, the racism and the issue of, like, women in power, you, you really... There's also this kind of... This motif, I guess, of women... Like, you really get the idea that these women have no other option. Mm-hmm. Like, they are trapped. Yeah. You know? I, I mean, these two other characters, Mrs. Scanwell and her daughter, Amelia Scanwell, they have been hired by Mrs. Quigley, the high-end brothel owner, to kind of just preach scripture outside yeah, they're, of... <laughs> they're intensely religious. They've, they've been hired by Mrs. Quigley to just cause trouble for Margaret Wells. Mm-hmm. And... um they are on the edge of poverty. Like, mm-hmm. they, are, they are really dancing the line because they don't have a man to provide for them. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of that going around where these these women, the, the harlots, they don't have any other option, especially mm-hmm. since they've been harloting because no one would ever marry them. Right. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of really interesting themes. You should definitely check out the show. Yes. One of the things we find so refreshing about the show is that it is 100% about women. Yes. The male characters, most of them are unremarkable, and few of them play a significant role in the show. Or if they do play a significant role, it's um, primarily like a negative role. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't root for them ever. The only male character that Jen and I consistently find 
likable but also interesting is Mr. North, um, who is Miss Miss Wells, Mrs. Wells' partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like the exception to the rule. Yeah, but like everyone else, uh, Charlotte's keeper. Yeah, keeper. <laughs> um, he. Oh man, Sir George. <laughs> Sir George. I mean, he was he was interesting to me. He he was interesting. He's very childish. Yes. Um, and he's actually like a really great representation of like the ridiculousness of patriarchal societies. Yeah. His definitely. wife, um, who you see a little bit here and there throughout the show, she is portrayed as this woman who has a solid head on her shoulders. Yeah. She's rational, mm-hmm. even though her husband is like a fucking idiot. <laughs> and he, he really is. He really is. And he's wasting all his money on keeping a mistress. Like, all of their money. Mm-hmm. And all of the money is hers. Right. It's all from her very, very, very luxurious dowry. Yeah. But it's his by law. And she understands this. And it frustrates her to no end. But um, even, even despite all that, she's very rational. Mm-hmm. Like, she tries to work with Charlotte, who is being kept by Sir George to um, kind of get some control back for the two of them in this situation, which I found so interesting. He's kind of a commentary on this ridiculous patriarchal thing where just because he's the man, he's in control. Absolutely. Whereas like, she's the smart one. Mm -hmm. She should be the one who has all the control of the money and Mm -hmm. she doesn't. Yeah. So I found Sir George interesting in that way. Yeah, I mean, he was definitely, for the part that he played in the show, he was definitely an interesting cog in the machine. His character absolutely served a purpose. Mm -hmm. I rolled my eyes a lot when he was on screen. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But I think you're supposed to. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that's that's what's so remarkable about this show. Most of the time, if Jen and I are rolling our eyes at a male character... (laughs) I don't think the creators want that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I don't think they, they're like... In other things. Yeah. Like, if if we're watching um, Game of Thrones mm-hmm. and we're rolling our eyes at a male character, the, the creators probably weren't like, and this will make people roll their eyes. Mm-hmm. But in this show, it's like the creators know. Yeah. Like, they go into it with the intent. Speaking of Game of Thrones, does it... <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think of Game of Thrones a lot when I watch this, because when I-, I haven't read the books, I didn't know this about the show. You told me that the books are about women. That's my personal interpretation, but I, can, I would back it up. I-, I trust you in your interpretation of the text, and I, like, having heard George R. R. Martin speak on the subject of female characters, I, not that I, you know, I'm sure he doesn't do everything perfectly, I haven't read the books, but it does, like, that tracks, you know what I mean? Yeah. Your, um, evaluation of yes. it. But the show, not so much. <laughs> yeah. There are amazing female characters in the show, but to watch the show... You would not know that the books are more about the women. But with Harlots, obviously the content is different, but with, with Harlots, the female characters are what I feel like you describe when you talk about 
the book series, Game of, Game of Thrones. Yes, that, that brings up a really, really interesting point, because I was thinking this earlier. Quick tangent. We know a ridiculous amount about how the upper classes of of people in the Heian Japanese era of history, so like bef- like 1000s, 1100s AD, we know a hell of a lot about how they lived because during this time period, women were writing a lot. We have the first, like what we could really consider the first novel in the world was written by a woman in like the year 1000 something or 1100 or something. Mm-hmm. And what's so fucking fascinating to me about this is we know how people were going about their days and living their lives. Mm-hmm. The upper classes, that is. But still. <laughs> right. We don't have that throughout most of the rest of history and other cultures or anything. Because when men record history, and this isn't like a bad thing, but it leaves us some gaps in our understanding. Mm-hmm. When men record history, it's dates. It's it's like important people who tend to typically be men. <laughs> and it's... um important events, you know, battles, war, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. When we get women's account of history, it's like how people were living. It's like, you know, today I visited my friend and we did this. And I understand why some people might not find that interesting, but I find it hella interesting. (laughs) And in Game of Thrones, the books, like A Song of Ice and Fire, you don't see a lot of the action happening. You hear about it happening afterward, or you hear about what's going on right before the action hits. Mm -hmm. In Harlots, there is a ton of stuff going on at this time in history. I mean, America, like the the French-English war, you know, like... Mm -hmm. That's a really good point. We aren't getting any of it, Mm -hmm. but we are getting some really, really intriguing shit about how these women are trying to survive in a Mm -hmm. world where they have nothing but disadvantages. Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. The the show is about the women. It isn't clear until the very end of the last episode what Lucy, the younger daughter, what her arc is going to be. Mm -hmm. It really, like, Jen and I were talking right before we watched this episode, like, we were, we were like, where is it going? We didn't understand. We thought it was going one way, and then it flip-flops all over the place. And then it seems to land. Mm-hmm. But we still were like, what's going to happen here? Mm-hmm. And then, in the like one of the last scenes of the episode, they suddenly reveal how Lucy's character is going to find, how she's going to exercise what limited power she has. Mm-hmm. I really loved watching this episode with you. This is the only episode Rachel and I watched together. The rest of the season we um, watched separately because you got to see me realize things before they happen. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I'll I'll realize something that's going to happen and I'll give Rachel a look and she'll go, what? And I'm like, nothing. Because I don't want to, like, spoil it, spoil it. And then it happens and I go, that's why I gave you that look. Yeah, you, you picked up on stuff before... I did two or three times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you not, just, to, not to brag you, or anything. Yeah, you, you just picked up on the clues better than me. I yeah. was I was engrossed or I'm Absolutely, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so from here on out, yes. There will be spoilers. Spoiler warning. And if you're listening to this, you either have already seen the show, have listened to the first part of this podcast, went back and watched the show and are listening now, or don't care. 
<laughs> Which is fine. That's fine. Yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe you just like smart. <laughs> maybe you just like hearing our uh, melodious voices. Yeah. So melodious. Uh, who can follow you for that? Okay. So something that, that I was thinking about a lot during this uh, last episode okay. is the whole show we've said this a million times, is about the woman in the show. So Mrs. Quigley is, is is the villain of the show. But also she isn't. I love that, like, the side characters are women and the protagonists are women and the morally gray characters are women and the villain is a woman. I love all of that. Mm-hmm. But Mrs. Quigley also kind of isn't the main villain. It is clear multiple times throughout the season yeah. that Mrs. Quigley is just as powerless to the men yeah. who are playing all the cards as everyone else. Yeah. Mrs. Quigley is different than the other women because she adopts male characteristics and male power strategies mm-hmm. in order to gain power. Yes. Every time someone is compassionate in the show, they are weaker how do we feel about the main villain of the series being about these unseen men pulling the strings behind the scenes? That's interesting. I hadn't even really thought about the fact that these men we hadn't even seen were pulling the strings. Yeah. The obvious and cop-out answer is that <laughs> they are building up yeah. for to have, so that they can have more material for season two. Yeah. If you haven't watched the episode, there's this group of men known as Spartans in the show, and they request indirectly from Mrs. Quigley through, like, a judge of all people. Mm-hmm. Um, He's their go-between. He's yes. corrupted. They they must have something on him or something. They, they demand um, virginal women to basically rape and murder, like, for fun. Those parts are really hard to watch. Yeah. Of this show. Yeah. There was one scene in particular that almost turned me off from the show in episode three. I think it was episode three. I think I know what you're talking about. So Mrs. Quigley basically kidnaps women and just hands them over to these Spartans to do whatever they want with these women. But by the end of the season, we only know who one of them is. Mm-hmm. But it's supposed to be this like group of really powerful men that Mrs. Quigley is always trying to find out who they are. From the moment she gets like the first order to kidnap a girl Uh she wants to know who they are as she repeatedly points out she is risking her neck yeah 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 and she obviously is conflicted about doing this which is interesting because she is such a despicable person and the things she does are so evil they also imply that this is not the first time that she's done that they also seem to imply that this is what happened to her did you yeah. catch on to that? Yeah, they do. Yeah. yeah. Like, they really make it seem like that's why she became a harlot in the first place, because someone did something like this to her. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Quigley is awful, and I hate her. <laughs> but, <laughs> but there was a, there was a moment that the whole, the whole series, she is trying to find out who these Spartans are. She mm-hmm. wants the power of having their names just in case, like yeah. safety. Uh, because you do what you can to survive. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the last episode, that she's found out who one of them are. She's one found out who is. one of them is. Yeah. And um, she she goes to him and, you know, makes it clear that she knows mm-hmm. what's going on. And um, she turns on the judge guy. Mm-hmm. Who, who has the, been the go-between mm-hmm. for the Spartans and um, Mrs. Quigley. 
And she says to the guy who she knows is one of the Spartans, his name is Lord Fallon. She says, Judge Cunliffe is going to betray you. The next time you go pick up a girl, he has plans to betray you. And she and and she's she's like, you don't need to waste your time with a go-between. Mm-hmm. You should come right to, to me. I don't think he actually was planning to betray them. No, 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 that no. was a lie. Yeah, she completely lies. Yeah. So the only reason everything happens the way that it does is because of um, Margaret. Yeah, you and I, you and I looked at each other right after. Um, yeah. That happened because it. I I was already thinking this thing about power struggle and these men behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I did have a moment of like, yeah, for Mrs. Quigley because it was her trying to take some power back from these men who had power over her. Oh, yeah. I mean, the thing she does to the women, despicable. Yeah. Anything she does to any of these men, like, bring it on. These are, are like, the vilest, nastiest pieces of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Not that I'm rooting for her, but, like... But you are, though, you know? Like, like... A little. In, in this... In this dynamic, in this in this pyramid of who is evil. Right, yeah. Like, she, they are above her. Yeah. They are worse than her. And they have power over her. Yeah. Like, you want her to win in this particular dynamic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So let's talk about Margaret Wells. Maybe the most interesting character? Maybe. So Margaret Wells, it is revealed a little bit here and there throughout the season that Margaret was purchased at the age of 10 by Lydia Quigley, Mrs. Quigley, for a pair of shoes. Mm-hmm. And she grew up in Mrs. Quigley's house, and she struck out on her own and started her own brothel. And her entire arc is that she is ambitious and she is trying to rise to the top. Mm-hmm. And, and she's in... trying to hang on to everything that she's worked for. Oh, yeah. And she's trying to secure futures for her daughters. Mm-hmm. So, her general story is basically about her struggle to have the power and influence of Mrs. Quigley without being Mrs. Quigley. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, in this world where women are so disadvantaged, she sort of starts to become Mrs. Quigley. Mm-hmm. Throughout the entire show, she does some pretty despicable things as well, Margaret Wells. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that always seems to set Mrs. Wells apart is that she doesn't treat her girls, like her whores, Mm -hmm. as pieces of meat. Right. They're part of her business, Mm -hmm. but she still seems to, like, understand that they are people. Right. They, yeah, they're a part of her business, and she is a businesswoman. Like, Mrs. Quigley locks her girls in. Yeah, like, they cannot leave. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, Margaret Wells... They can come and go as they want. Mm-hmm. Um, Emily Lacey, who we mentioned earlier, she starts out with Mrs. Wells, and then she kind of betrays Mrs. Wells mm-hmm. and goes to work for Mrs. Quigley. And she quickly learns that Mrs. Quigley is far, far crueler. But Mrs. Quigley is perfectly willing to let men who want to abuse women come in. You get the sense that Margaret Wells, you know, Mr. North, her partner, he's there to kind of kick those guys out. They're they're selling sex, but she doesn't want these women to be, like, abused right. just for the coin it's going to bring in. 
So through a series of events, Mrs. Wells ends up in a position where Judge Cunliffe, the one who has been asking Mrs. Quigley for girls, she is being accused of murder. And Judge Cunliffe, in the last episode, offers Margaret Wells a deal, saying, I will not hang you if you secure the Spartans a girl. And she agrees. Mm -hmm. And Jen and I were flipping shit. A specific girl, too, because I had said to you on Free Comic Book Day (laughs) that my worst nightmare was that Amelia Scanwell was going to be abducted because of that they want, like, pure and chaste women. Yes, if you remember... Amelia Scanwell is the daughter of the really religious woman who is, like, trying to cause trouble for Margaret Mm -hmm. Wells. Mm -hmm. All I could think was, the one thing that has been separating Margaret Wells from Lydia Quigley is the fact that she will not treat women like they are meat, you know? Yeah. And she agreed to it, and Jen and I were freaking out. Yeah. But. But. (laughs) At the last second. At the last second. She can't go through with it. Mm-hmm. And she actually helped set up a plot to catch Judge Cunliffe in the act. It was remarkable. Yeah, it was intense. And it was exactly like like you said to me while we were watching, that was the best possible outcome. Yeah, it was. Because, okay, if we're going to talk about, like, good writing. Yes. So TV shows are a really, really tricky medium. Because, especially in a serialized show, it's really tricky. If you want the show to keep going... You can't leave the season in a place where there's nowhere to go. You can't burn out all of your fuel. This show is a really fucking brilliant example of how to have people on the edge of their seat and then miraculously bring it all back around so that you're kind of in the same place as you were when the show started. Yeah. But yeah, like yeah. the next step up. Yeah, exactly. Not in like a... Not in like a stale and stagnant way, but in a no. in super, super interesting ways. Yeah. Part of part of it is like the season was only eight episodes long. Mm-hmm. I also don't feel like this show pulls punches. No. Which I th- feel is, is super important to storytelling because like an audience can know if you're holding back. Yeah. Like if like if a mystery goes on for too long, then the audience is just like, okay, now you're just doing this on purpose. Mm-hmm. This show does so many things that there's a setup for something and I think it's going to go one way and it completely does not. One of my favorite examples mm-hmm. was when um, Charlotte and Sir George got into a fight of some kind. Yes. And I mean... Charlotte wants... Charlotte does not want a keeper. Yes. She thinks that that is just as restricting as being married. Right. In fact, you almost get the idea that Charlotte would be okay being married yeah. Rather than being someone's mistress where it's only about the money. Yeah, you know? definitely, yeah. Um, she refuses to sign, Sir George wants her to sign a contract. Stating that she will be his, right. basically. His like property. His, his property. Um, and her mother is like, this is perfect. You're mm-hmm. going to be set for life, you yeah. know? Interesting that Mrs. Wells thinks that marriage is a prison. Yeah. But not this contract thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And Charlotte really doesn't like Sir George, and Charlotte's great at pretending. Mm -hmm. But with Sir George, it seems like she doesn't even want to. Yeah. You know? Well, because, I mean, he's a nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) 
He's a nightmare for sure. Yeah. Uh, and there are so many scenes of her in that room and you get the feeling that she, she's so bored in there all day. Oh, yeah. Charlotte, like she, that's the thing, though. Like, yeah. She literally just sits in his apartment. She, she's just, like, kept there. Yeah, and until he needs her. Charlotte is so smart and, mm-hmm. like... And like everyone loves her, like yeah. like the like the people of London, like yeah. she's notorious because she is so social and likable, charming, and charming. And witty, and everyone is like super charmed by her. Mm-hmm. And then she just has to sit in this room. Yeah, and he gets very jealous if she talks to anyone. Mm-hmm. She threatens to leave him. I believe is what they were fighting about. Yeah, and he gets mad. And trigger warning. I mean, he he rapes her. That was hard to watch. Yeah. I love her so much. And that was really... I was surprised by it, that happening. Yeah. Because um, up until that point, Sir George really just seemed like a child. He seemed harmless. But going back to themes of power, I mean, he... Gross. Mm-hmm. He exercises his power over her. And he rapes her. By and large, media does not handle this subject matter super well. So uh, I, I, I was I was worried about how this would affect the rest of the show and her arc and yeah. what was going on. But they shocked me so fucking much when at the next night, Sir George brings her to a dinner party with his friends. And at the dinner table, she's just like, he raped me last night. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. I did not think that was going to happen. No. And... At the beginning of the dinner party, Charlotte looks broken. No one wants her there. She is a whore. Mm-hmm. This is like respected lords and their wives. Right. And Sir George, the child, who is even a child amongst his peers. Yeah. And again, he does it as like a power play. Yeah. He brings his mistress. Yeah. And everyone is really upset about it. And um, one of the wives actually says, you know, Miss Wells, if you must be here, why don't you share some of that? infamous wit with us Mm -hmm. and charlotte says well he raped me tonight yep and everyone is kind of pissed at sir george yeah not only did i worry that charlotte's arc would now be about her like having been broken or whatever Mm -hmm. but that like then i was like holy shit she said that Mm -hmm. and then i was concerned about how they would react you don't think of that as being something that would affect a man's reputation yeah, the especially that... not during this time period and yeah, in this setting. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. What ends up happening is that murder we mentioned earlier, <laughs> she gets um, accused of it and arrested. Along with her... Her boyfriend. Yeah. And uh, she gets rescued from jail by Mrs. Quigley, <sighs> who asks her to join her house. And she gives Charlotte... A remarkable deal, saying, all the money you earn is yours, because normally Mrs. Quigley will take a huge percentage. Mm-hmm. All the money you earn is yours. She offers things to Charlotte that she doesn't offer anybody else. Like, yeah. she would have more freedom and stuff, I think. Yes, yes. And um, she's doing it partly because Charlotte is so famous, but primarily she's doing it because she wants to throw a punch at Margaret Wells. Mm-hmm. Charlotte agrees. And Jen and I were freaking out because yeah. we were like, no, Charlotte. But we kind of understood why she was doing it because her whole life, her mother has been whoring her. Again, like, like this show does this so many times, more than the examples that we've given. But again, I, I worried because I've been hurt before <laughs> by other shows. 
And I just, I, I have trust issues. A different show would have gone about this in an entirely different way. Mm-hmm. I worried that Charlotte would be duped. You definitely get the feeling whether or not this is true, but Charlotte thinks that Lucy is her mother's favorite. Because and because Charlotte has no ill will toward Lucy. Absolutely. They love each other. Yeah. Which is amazing. Yeah. But she resents her mother for various reasons, one of which being that Lucy is the shining star because she's younger and mm-hmm. stuff. And her mother forced her into a life of whoring. Exactly. So it kind of appears at first that Charlotte is making this decision to join Mrs. Quigley out of bitterness and resentment and poor judgment. Mm-hmm. But... <sighs> Charlotte proves to be an angel once again. She's so wonderful. (laughs) Because at the very end, her boyfriend shows up. Mm -hmm. And he's like, no, I love you. Let's run away. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I'm not meant to be loved. This is what I'm good at. And this woman has ruined the lives of countless women. And I'm going to take her down from the inside. (sighs) And it it was amazing. Because Mrs. Quigley has done nothing to Charlotte. Have they even had any interaction before no. that point? No. She's doing this for the betterment of just women in general. That's amazing. Like, yeah. Charlotte's an angel and she deserves all the seasons. Yes, <laughs> please. I adore her. It legitimately felt like sinking into a pool of cool water. It was so refreshing mm-hmm. to have a woman's storyline end for a season so well. It's the ideal for me. She's amazing. She's so smart. She didn't get tricked by Mrs. Quigley. This is her taking power she can get that she can control. She can make this choice for herself. And she's not even taking it from a man. Yeah. Hulu. Yeah. I know you're listening. Yeah. Uh, Renew Harlots. It's the best goddamn original show you have. Uh, Well, okay. Handmaid's Tale. But Harlots. Oh, yeah, that's true. So... When we were about to start the episode, we were talking about how we really didn't know how to feel about Lucy. In the first three episodes in particular, she flips and flops all over the place. Yeah. She starts out almost excited to to begin this whoring thing because it's like she looks up to Charlotte. Exactly. She's definitely romanticized it. She's grown up in that house Mm -hmm. with those girls. And she's been like kind of talked up by like like her mom is really like kind of fed her ego. Like Mm -hmm. you're better than these other women kind of you know she absolutely you she know has. you're like a queen and they're like your maids kind of a thing you know mm-hmm. um and it kind of goes to lucy's head especially in the beginning yeah and and lucy kind of thinks she's better than everyone and then that quickly turns upside down well we mentioned earlier how charlotte's virginity was sold at the age of 12 yes Mrs. Wells does the same thing with Lucy. When she needs money, she sells Lucy's virginity to the highest bidder. And the man who buys it is Sir George, Mm -hmm. Charlotte's keeper, Mm -hmm. out of bitterness and spite for Charlotte, who at that time refuses to sign a contract. Sir George is such a shit. Her arc really doesn't make sense until you've seen the last episode, I think. So she starts to hate Lord Fallon takes an interest in her. Yes. A creepy, fucking, weird-ass interest. Remember, Lord Fallon is one of the Spartans Mm -hmm. who likes to buy virgins and rape and murder them. And so they had a masquerade. And And it was Mm hell-themed. And uh, they they made it like a thing where the guests were coming into, you know, Hades' pit of 
vice and sin or whatever. And so he became obsessed with the idea that she was Persephone. He seems to have this kind of weird, almost tenderness for Lucy. He wants to be her keeper Mm -hmm. with a contract. That implies he does not intend to murder her, you know? Yeah, but I think he likes... He likes that she is afraid. Exactly. So he wants to be her keeper because during this party, he really gets into the idea that she is like his Persephone. (laughs) He feeds her pomegranate seeds. It's fucking weird. It was a really uncomfortable scene. And hilariously, she later tries to explain to her mom why it's creepy. And she says, he made me eat seeds. (laughs) And and her mom is like, what? Yeah. Yeah. The way he fed them to her was, like, really fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, not even, like, in a creepy way, just in, like, a, that is an impractical way to feed someone <laughs> exactly. seeds. Exactly. Like, okay, this is gonna make it sound more sexual than it looked, but, like, he shoved his entire, like, several fingers in her mouth. But it wasn't, like, that makes it sound like regular old finger sucking. Yeah. But that wasn't what it was. No. It was, like, weirder than that. <laughs> Like... He shoved four fingers in her mouth and like stretched her mouth. Yes, it was like it was like he was like putting them on the back of her tongue or something. Yeah, which, like she's gonna choke, dude. Yeah, seriously. It anyway. It was weird. It was really weird. So after Charlotte's little confession, Sir George shows up and he is pissed because Charlotte has left him. So he says, "I want Lucy to be my mistress. I will be her keeper." Margaret Wells, being the ambitious businesswoman that she is, agrees because Sir George offers to pay more than what Lord Fallon was going to pay. And also she's blind to the fact that Lucy is going through this crisis of like, oh no, oh shit, I don't want to do this. Yeah, she she really doesn't seem, like, she obviously knows that it's going on. She kind of treats it like it's a phase, Mm -hmm. you know? So she offers a Lucy to Sir George, who walks in on Lucy, shoves her on the bed, and tries to rape her. Mm -hmm. Lucy grabs a knife and stabs him. Yeah. Which, like, go girl. Yeah. But also... Yikes. Sh- like, the next couple of episodes are really, really stressful to watch. Yeah. Because sure. um, he is dying, mm-hmm. and everyone in the house knows. And they just fucking let him bleed out. Well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mr. North, her partner, is like, Lucy needs to confess. Like, she has committed a sin. Right. Thinking, you know, the law it will understand that she was... It was self-defense. He totally is on Lucy's side, thinking, like, he attacked her. You know, Mr. North is awesome. Mr. North is awesome, but would the law have been on Lucy's side? Absolutely not. He's very naive. Yeah. But he's on Lucy's side, and that's nice. Yeah, I I adore him. I love him. Um, He definitely thinks of Lucy as a daughter. I think what he says to her that gets to Margaret is, her soul will burn in hell for this. Yes, exactly. Margaret decides to take things into her own hands. And goes and chokes Sir George to death. And then says, now it's my sin. So that Lucy is no longer guilty of murder. Because Margaret took... Technically, she didn't murder him. Exactly. They kind of try to stage it like he left the house drunk and got in his carriage and drove off. And then Mr. North has to dump his body in the river to make it look like he was robbed. Mm -hmm. Of course, the body is found and Charlotte gets implicated Mm -hmm. in the murder. Because she was his mistress. So everyone naturally assumed that Charlotte killed him. And unfortunately, Margaret is trying to protect Lucy and kind of lets Charlotte get arrested. Yeah. The 
cops basically walk in Mm -hmm. and drag Charlotte away. Yeah. Like, she could have been like, no, it was me, and she would have been telling the truth. Mm -hmm. But not that it's a flaw in the show, because I think it's true to Margaret's character. Yeah, exactly. It also kind of sets everything up for later when Charlotte goes to Mrs. Quigley. Absolutely. So Lucy kind of dangles in in limbo land after after that event she's very traumatized and everybody everybody's trying to fix it everybody around her is running around trying to like make it okay and yeah like with charlotte getting arrested and they have to figure out how to get her out and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so she kind of has time to just kind of float there (laughs) yeah she feels guilty she feels like it's her fault she threatens to confess Mm -hmm. to save charlotte she even turns in charlotte's boyfriend in an attempt to free charlotte Mm -hmm. which doesn't work Mm -hmm. it just kind of gets him arrested and makes (laughs) charlotte even angrier at her mom because charlotte assumes her mom did it but then but then there is one prostitute we have not talked about yeah her name is nancy and Mm -hmm. she is a dominatrix we love her she's the shit she's so cool she hasn't really come up but Mm -hmm. she's awesome she's margaret's friend they both lived in Mrs. Quigley's house together. Mm-hmm. And now they both have their own houses. Yes. But they don't compete with each other. No, they're they're just friends. Mm-hmm. She's so cool. Any Anytime she's on, I'm super interested. Yeah. I think her actress is great. So she loves Charlotte and Lucy like daughters as well. Like we said, she's a dominatrix. She drags men around on leashes. She beats them. She keeps them locked in like a closet and just periodically walks in and whips them and mm-hmm. tells them to shut up. It's, mm-hmm. it's great. It's hilarious. Yeah. And these men want it. Like, yeah. this is what they're looking for. Oh, yeah, they're paying for it. Yeah, like, <laughs> she doesn't just, like, kidnap men and do this. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> this she's, is what they want. She's awesome. Yeah. They set it up really well. Mm-hmm. Lucy's in a bar, and she's talking to one of Nancy's girls. Mm-hmm. And she's watching another one of Nancy's girls make out with... But, yeah, she, she's watching... Uh, she's watching one of, uh, one of Nancy's other girls make out with uh, her regular customer. Um... And she says, she says to the girl she's sitting with, I hate culls, which is what they call the men who pay them for sex. Um, and then Nancy comes in, breaks up the, the two that are making out, mm-hmm. um, and tells the guy to come with her, but he doesn't right away. So she comes back and like slaps him across the face mm-hmm. and says, uh, what did she say to him? It was oh, so I don't awesome. Remember. I don't remember. We were both like free. It was something like something like control yourself or something like that. I don't remember. It was something along those lines. And then there's like a really quick shot of Lucy having seen it happen. Mm-hmm. And that was when I knew what was going to yeah, happen. Yeah, Jen caught on right away and I was like, <laughs> what? Because <laughs> she was making faces at me. Yeah. So then in the last, her, Lucy's basically her last scene. Yeah. Nancy hangs up like a dummy. Mm-hmm. And allows Lucy to just beat it and just yeah. take out all of her aggressions. Yeah. And then in the very last scene when we see Lucy, she's kind of swaggering back to her mom's house. And, like, she's just got this smirk on her face because it's like she found she found her agency. Yeah. You know? Yeah. In this world where you only have so many fucking options. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, like, I, she was going through this crisis. How am I going to survive this? I hate this so much. Yeah. And then there it was. Exactly. Super smart. Super interesting. Didn't see it coming. Until the moment that I did, I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, throughout the entire show. Exactly. We were so confused about her character, because I really Mm -hmm. wanted to like her, but I was so 
unsure of what they were doing with her. Yeah. Like I mentioned briefly earlier, it's pretty unclear how old she is. Yeah. You know, like, it, I didn't catch on until halfway through the season. Like, mm-hmm. oh my god, she's like 15, isn't yeah. she? You know? <laughs> like, that explains why she's so immature and, like, flip-floppy with her convictions and so naive almost you know Mm -hmm. yeah so there's one more female character i feel like we should address and that's harriet yes harriet is um we mentioned her before she is the uh black spoilers 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 yeah because the first time we see her she is they're not married we don't know that though to this guy Mm -hmm. who's an old flame of mrs wells yes and they have two children together Mm -hmm. who are um like half black right um, because she was his slave, right? Yeah, and then he freed her. Right. Or yeah. so she thinks. Yeah. He dies, and his son is a piece of shit. And, oh my god. <laughs> and you find out that she was never officially freed. The document was never officially signed. And um, the son, her stepson, basically finds out. And um, he says... I don't want you. You're free to go. Right. And she tries to leave with her children, who are like six and seven. Yeah. And um, then he goes, oh, no, no, no. They're still my property. And he enslaves her children. And her arc, what's so interesting about her is, of everyone, she is the only one who finds freedom in whoring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She resists becoming a whore at first she's like i am no whore and eventually she's like desperate for money so she can buy her children back yeah so she agrees she she goes to work for mrs wells in her brothel and she finds she likes it at one point she holds up a coin and um to mr north who is like very sympathetic towards her they have a bond Mm -hmm. and she holds up a coin and she says i've never had this in my life because her whole life, she was a slave working for free. So for her, having, like, getting a tip, you know, mm-hmm. is like, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I, rem- I remember that first, the first time she takes a call throughout the whole series, that really stands out mm-hmm. to me. Because she, you're really unsure about how it's going to go. When she makes the decision to do this, it's with the weirdo guy from that couple who yeah. were, like, crazy and Lucy was scared shitless of. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're really unsure about how it's going to go and, like, how Harriet's going to handle it. Mm-hmm. And um, she gets him upstairs and she, like, fucking takes charge. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, not in a dominatrix way the way Nancy a is. A little bit. Well, I mean, a little bit. Not quite the way Nancy is. But yeah. a, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And she, there is, like, I feel like I, I feel like I remember a shot of her face where she, like, you can tell she's she's like, hey, all right. Yeah. Like, she, like, I, like, I can do this. Yeah, like, he tries to kind of take control back, and she, like, shoves him down and yeah. says, no, no, I'm in control tonight. Yeah, And exactly. it was really interesting. It was really interesting. And, um... I, I loved that. That that scene is, like, a standout for me in the yeah. show. And Mr. North and her have a connection, and he vows, I will get you your children back. Mm. I just thought it was interesting how her character finds freedom in selling her body. What a crazy good show. Such a good show. So that was our conversation about harlots, huh? Yeah. 
Yeah. It's a good one. <laughs> if you're still listening, uh, <laughs> I really hope that you enjoyed what we had to say. Um, and if you did or didn't, or if you just have any thoughts about anything that we mentioned or talked about throughout the episode, then please reach out to us on social media. Yeah. At the handle no citizen kane on twitter and instagram and our website again is it's no citizen kane.com you can leave a comment on there we love to get um we love when <laughs> our listeners participate in our discussions yeah so if you feel so inclined uh reach out to us and let us know why you think this show hasn't gotten a ton of attention because it definitely deserves more attention than it's gotten yeah personally i wonder if the success of handmaid's tale has overshadowed it a little bit. And I mean, great show. I haven't seen it yet, but <laughs> I'm very excited to. But, you know, I mean, so what are what are your thoughts? Yeah. See you next time. Bye. Hello everyone. <laughs> This is still so weird. Okay. <laughs> you start. You start, okay? It's just it's so it's so like not us. I know. To, to like okay. What do we do? What are we gonna okay. say? Okay, wait, wait, wait. Can Let me I try. just delete all of this? No. This is a lot of nonsense. Hey there, friends. No. <laughs> and then we'll laugh so everyone knows we're being ironic. I'm Rachel. And I'm Jen. And, and we're, we're It's No, no Citizen, Citizen Kane. Kane. <laughs> we talk about stuff that isn't Citizen Kane. <laughs> hey, Jen. Yeah, Rachel? Have you heard of this awesome show called Harlots? I have. I've seen all eight episodes. You know, we should talk about that today. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought we already talked about it. <laughs> What do you know? We did. Here it is. I'm crying. Hey there, listeners. <laughs> this is our podcast that you're listening to right now. <laughs> <laughs> they know what they're listening to. Hey, listener, if you didn't... Okay. <laughs> we could rap. <laughs> Why would you think that would be better?